And here comes Mark Singh from the halfway line. Around one man, two men. Peterson comes sliding in. And Singh pops a lovely ball over his head. Now Mark Singh is running full speed. Bouncing the ball from knee to knee. He's absolutely unplayable. Singh gets past the last defender. 30 metres out. And boots a rocket of a ball. Sent into the top corner of the net. What a goal from Singh. Absolute split millimetre perfection. A gem of a ball from this mercurial American. The man of the match. The white Pelé. The swan of Colorado. He scores the goal. His talent so richly deserves. Absolutely incredible from the greatest football player in the heavens. Mark Singh! Welcome to the Unapologetic Man podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the UMP. I hope this week has been treating you well. I know it certainly has for me. And last weekend, I used the exact tactic that I'm going to teach you today, man. I cannot believe I haven't spoken about this on my podcast. It just goes to show how many techniques there are in seduction, how nebulous and complicated this realm really is that I haven't even spoken about this because I use this all the time. But what's interesting is specifically in my coaching program, when guys learn the basic tenets, the basic concepts, the basic structure of things like frame control, these kinds of responses just come naturally. And sometimes my boys come up with stuff I've never thought of before. So it's kind of like you can give a guy a fish or you can give a guy a fishing pole. Obviously, the fishing pole is much more effective because it's going to be applicable to many different situations and it's going to be usable based on your own creativity. And that's what I try to teach my guys. I try to make myself unnecessary because I feel like the best leader leads from behind and they say to themselves when they're done, amazing, I did it all by myself. And that's really what I try to give to my boys when they come into my program. And speaking of my program, I got yet another review. I know you think it's impossible, man, that I get all these reviews, but I do. It's like I read them all the damn time. It's like, who gets this many reviews? I'll tell you who. And I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. A dude who gets fucking results. A guy who has created a solution that works for every single dude who applies it. It's a three-month solution. I use NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, to reprogram the brains of my clients. Now, this episode, boys, really goes hand-in-hand with Monday's episode where I talked about why introverts can actually be effective with women. The title, of course, was How to Attract Women as an Introvert. And I'll tell you what, even if you're not an introvert, I strongly suggest you check that out. And that will probably autoplay after you play this one, which of course is the, is that what you do method? So the deal with Brian, the guy whose testimonial I'm about to read is he came off as a little bit gay. Okay. He had kind of one of those voices where he talked a little bit like this and he had a little bit of a lisp and he was a little bit effeminate. And I said, you know what, man, not only do I know a lot of guys who pull girls who speak that way, but I actually talk that way a little bit when I was really deep into this stuff that I was hanging out with so many girls and like I didn't have many guy friends at that time that I kind of started to talk like a girl. And I heard a recording of myself once and I was like, yo, I got to get this dialed in, which is part of the reason 
I got so into masculinity and it's that balance, isn't it? But for Brian, we still got him an absolute goddamn 10, one of the hottest chicks he's ever been with because just like I talked about in the introverted episode, if you're a little bit effeminate, which some guys are, if you fully accept it and make no apologies for it, it's a non-issue. It's a non-issue. I want to tell you guys that your height is a non-issue. Your haircut or lack thereof is a non-issue. Anything that you consider a non-issue is a non-issue. I don't care if you're a midget with a peg leg and a pot belly. I don't care if the last time you went to a doctor, he said that you're obese, but you thought he said you're a beast. I don't care if you look like an unfrozen caveman. I don't care if when you look in the mirror, you can't even find the rest of your neck because you're so fucking jacked. I don't care what you look like, what perceptions you think are hindering you. It's all in your mind, man. It's all in your mind. So when it comes to Brian, yeah, he was a little bit effeminate, came off a little bit gay, had some weird mannerisms, but now he's pulling like no tomorrow. And here's what he says. Today, I literally had the hottest, most interesting girl I've ever hooked up with. A total 10 out of 10 who gets paid to be hot, texts me in the middle of the day telling me how horny she is for me. I'm also very short, have struggled with girls thinking I'm gay in the past, and have had trouble as long as I can remember. I've employed the techniques and attitudes I learned through Mark's program in my interactions with this girl, and I don't think I would be in the same position had I not done Mark's program. It's easy to roll your eyes at some of the deliberately over-the-top things Mark says when he markets his program and his podcast, but it's actually an awesome and fun program with lots of very practical content I wish I'd learned when I was younger. The world would be a happier place if all guys learned the things Mark teaches in this program. I appreciate you, Brian. Even though you took that little passive-aggressive backstab comment at me, you fucking douche canoe, I appreciate you. Just kidding, man. You know I love you, brother. I really do appreciate that. So, gentlemen, if you'd like to meet with me on a one-on-one free breakthrough session to see if I can get the same results for you as we did for Brian, a total 10 out of 10 who gets paid to be hot in his bed, begging him to have sex with her, saying that she's horny for him in the middle of the day. It's what the fuck I'm talking about. You can get those results too. I don't care what limitations you think you have. I've taken the hardest cases and made these dudes into bonafide girl magnets. I just don't know how much more proof you need. I've read so many testimonials. There's over 100 and soon to be 120 on my website. Check it out. Sign up. Let's get this done, man. Stop procrastinating. Procrastination is a sign of fear. It's a sign of weakness. So if you want to, I suggest you do it now. Just my opinion, but I do suggest you do it now. All right, gentlemen. So what is this? Is that what you do method that I use all the time when it comes to women? All right. So I want to preface this with a little story. I was watching this like Instagram post or some YouTube video where they showed this scene with Angelina Jolie and Johnny Depp. I have no idea what the movie is. Actually, I should probably tell you the movie. Please hold. I'm going to Google it. Okay, it looks like it's called The Tourist. I've never seen it before, but I saw this part where I believe it's the first time Angelina Jolie and Johnny Depp meet. Okay, so Johnny Depp's sitting there in a train. He's reading a book and this hot girl is walking through the aisles. All the dudes are jocking her like a bunch of beta cuck fluffers. Then she goes over to Johnny Depp and sits down and this dude is just a complete fucking beta cuck. Stumbling over his words, saying all the right shit and he says, my name is Frank. And she's like, what a horrible name. Okay, think about this interaction between two dudes. Dude sits down. He's like, what's up, man? What's your name? You're like, Andy. And he's like, what a horrible name. What kind of fucking asshole would that guy be? Yet, when it's a hot girl, we somehow accept it. 
And in the movie, Johnny Depp was like, well, it was the name I was given. Okay, so do you think that that was a good reply? Do you think when a woman is kind of a douche to you, kind of an asshole to you, trying to check your frame, which is the tenet of frame control that I always speak about, do you think it's a good thing to explain yourself to her and try to rationalize why you have that name, why you're wearing what you're wearing, or why you have a bald head, you're short, and like Brian, you come off a little gay? Fuck no. Never, ever, ever explain yourself to a woman when she's trying to challenge you or trying to make you sell yourself to her. Okay, so she was basically making Johnny Depp try to sell himself to her, and he did. He's like, well, you know, it was the name I was given. I think it's pretty good. It's not that bad, is it? Horrible. And I don't know what happens in that movie, but I wouldn't be surprised if, like other Hollywood movies, he somehow ends up with this chick and she falls in love with him, even though in their very first interaction, which make no mistake is the most important part of your seduction, she totally controlled the frame on him. Wouldn't happen. And this is why I dislike the majority of Hollywood movies. It's because they're complete bullshit, giving beta cuck fluffers the idea that if they're nice, if they're agreeable, if they do this chick favors and bend over backwards for this girl, she's going to fall in love with them. Bullshit. And I'm the one dude who's going to tell you straight up that shit does not work. I had a friend the other day post on Facebook. He's like, why is this perfect girl settling for this complete bum? And I don't even know who he was talking about, but I'm assuming some chick that he has a crush on is dating a dude who is quote unquote a bum. Sure, he could be a bum. And I've told you guys many times, you could be bald, short, fat, look like a chicken McNugget with tits and live in your mom's basement and still get tens like the 10 that was in Brian's bed the other day. Why is that? It's all because of frame. Frame means that you're controlling the underlying meaning of the interaction. You are not affected by when she tests you. You believe wholeheartedly in your reality and in your interpretation of reality, and you are unapologetically yourself, which I spoke about in that podcast, how to be an introverted girl magnet, which is if you're an introvert, own it, accept it, love it, think it's the shit. Well, it's the same thing with you. If you're an extrovert, introvert, short, fat, tall, it doesn't matter, man. You need to think that you're the shit for you. And when I say for you, I'm not saying everybody has to be like you. I'm saying for your reality, for your simple world, you need to think that it's the best thing ever for you. You were born with the perfect body. You have the perfect haircut. Even your acne, your scars, your body fat, your spare tire, your small penis, your weird looking feet, your fucked up kneecap, or the fact that you snort when you laugh, own that shit, love that shit, accept it as if you chose it. Okay, so girls are gonna say messed up things to you guys. You guys have all been there, and if you haven't, then you haven't obviously opened enough women, and you need to get on that ASAP, but women are gonna say some messed up things to you. So one of the things I always say to them, among the myriad of other things that I say when she frame checks me, that is to say, saying something mean to me to check my frame. She's basically leaning on my frame, seeing if I have strong reality, seeing if I believe in myself. One of the many things I say is, is that what you do? Okay, so in that movie, Angelina Jolie sits down and she says to Johnny Depp, what's your name? And he's like, Frank. And she's like, what a horrible name. I would have said, is that what you do? You come up to strangers and you insult them about their names. Is that your protocol? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to point out to her that she's being kind of bitchy, that she's kind of flexing up. 
I approached a girl two days ago at the nightclub and she's like, is this one of your pickup lines? And I said, is that what you do when a guy approaches you? You ask him if that's one of his pickup lines. Actually, is that one of your pickup lines? Did you read that in one of the girly magazines? So what you're doing, guys, is you're making it all about the other, okay? It's all about the other person. You're flipping it on them and you question them. Is that what you do? Is that how you are? Is that your protocol? Okay, when you question how they're questioning you, you now have the frame, don't you? If they jump through your hoop, which amazingly, they almost always will, and if they don't, then you just do it back to them again, and I'm gonna show you how to do that in a second. If they jump through your hoop, you just won. Okay, so I went up to that girl. This is literally what happened. Went up to that girl. I think I said something like, what drink is that? Or fucking something totally innocuous, totally innocent. And she's like, oh, is that one of your pickup lines? And I said, is that one of your pickup lines? Is that what they teach you to say to all the guys in the girly magazines? She's like, no, it's just like, you know, guys come up to me all the time and, and, and like try to say things. And I'm like, yeah, you look like you've been picked up enough times. You're starting to grow handles. And she started to laugh. But you see what I did? I flipped it on her. Flipping frames on people is my number one favorite thing. I absolutely love doing it. It is, in my opinion, at least where frame control is concerned, the funnest thing to do in seduction is to flip that shit. Why are you wearing that shirt? Real question is, why are you staring at my body? I know you want to get me undressed, but relax. Okay, why are you wearing those pants? Listen, I know you're staring at my crotch right now, but relax. Or is that what you do to guys? You just ask them why they're wearing something? Is that your protocol? Is that how you were taught? Right, so you're questioning why she's doing that thing. And then she has to explain herself to you. And if she doesn't, as I alluded to previously, and tries to make another argument to you, you keep flipping it on her. I had a client ask me, well, what if you flip it, then she flips it, then you flip it, and she flips it, and you guys are just in a flipping battle. I'm like, dude, go with the battle as long as you can because she's gonna start laughing. Happens all the time, and I love women who have strong frames. In fact, my current girlfriend, Marissa, has the strongest frame I have ever met. Our very first time meeting, we had a frame control battle that lasted like 10 minutes. It was fucking awesome. She kept throwing shit at me. I kept throwing shit at her. And then we just both started laughing. That's what I'm talking about. Because guys, listen, and listen really carefully. A woman has to test your value. She has to test your strength. She has to test your boundaries. Because she's wondering unconsciously, if I can sway this guy, if I can get him butthurt, or with the Johnny Depp, Angelina Jolie example, if I can get this douche canoe to explain himself to me, what's life gonna do to him? What are corporations gonna do to him? What's the landlord of the house we try to rent gonna do to him? What's his boss gonna do to him? What's society as a whole gonna do to him? They're gonna do a lot, is what she thinks, because this dude is weak, and thus her pussy dries up like the Sahara Desert. If you want to make a woman wet, you need to show her you are not to be fucked with. You have a strong reality. And like my introverted podcast, you accept yourself as if you chose how you are. So the question again, boys, is, is that what you do? Okay, somebody writes me an email and is like, I hate your podcast, which almost never happens, but let's say they did. I hate your podcast. You're a piece of shit. If I replied, which I never do to these douche canoes, I'd be like, is that what you do, bro? You actually spend time listening to podcasts and then sending them hate mail. Is that really how you're living your life? And that's the thing is you're flipping it. You're making it about the other person. I really want you to focus on this, that when someone questions you, question them. Someone questions you, says anything to you, question them back. This guy the other day at one of the hobbies I do, he's like, man, you look like a cop. And I'm like, bro, you're pretty focused on me, man. I noticed you've said that a couple of times. 
are you mildly obsessed with me? Is that is that what you're really telling me? You're kind of mildly obsessed. Now you're like focused on my clothes, looking at my watch, looking at my style, telling me I look like a cop. Dude, it's a little creepy, bro. Focus on yourself, man. Focus on yourself. Now, what I did is I flipped it on him. He got defensive. He's like, no, it's just like, uh, you know, you wear that like tactical watch and like combat boots. And I'm like, relax, bro. I know you're trying to get me undressed, but take it easy, man. You're embarrassing yourself. It's embarrassing even for me. Take it easy. So you flip it on them. Then they have to explain themselves to you and you win the frame. So important with women. So again, guys, is that what you do? Is that where you were taught in the girly magazines? Is that how you converse with people? Is that your protocol? Then if you keep going back and forth, like my client asked me, he's like, well, what happens if like you go back and forth and back and forth and she won't give up? You certainly won't give up. And boys, you have to win that frame control battle. It is literally necessary for the health of your red helmeted warrior. If you want to get that bad boy lubricated and nice and wet, you have to win that frame control battle. And she's going to flex up, man, until she's satisfied that you do have a strong frame. But what if she keeps going? This is what I say. I say, listen, listen, Jessica, I can tell it's really important to you that you feel right in this situation. So you're right. Congratulations. You won. Now, what just happened there, boys? I let her win. Therefore, I won, didn't I? It's kind of like, hey, man, I can tell it's really important to you to feel like you're correct with this like negotiation. So yeah, man, we'll pay your price, bro. Good job, man. Slap yourself on the butt, dude. You fucking killed it. Good job, man. Good job. It's like you are the final judge. You are the conclusion maker. Therefore, you control the frame. Because a frame, as I stated earlier, is an interpreted meaning of an interaction. It's the underlying interpretation of what's going on. So if you interpret the final interpretation, then your interpretation is the dominant interpretation, isn't it? Now, you may be sitting there, bro, why do I have to learn all this shit? Why do I have to like be in these stubborn battles with these girls? Having a strong frame means allowing other people to have their frame. Now, we're getting deep into some frame control stuff. But if you come into my program and I let you teach the other guys, let's say you're like in week 12 and I ask you a question and I actually did this the other day to my boy, Austin. What is up, Austin? If you're listening, I said, hey, man, go ahead and teach the guys. You can flex up a little bit. But what's communicated that I'm still the leader, but you don't have to be stubborn. I don't always have to be the one that teaches the boys what's going on. In fact, as I alluded to earlier, once my guys get more advanced in the program, they get so good. They understand the concept so well. And I did this with Brian too, that I'll be like, hey, Brian, answer this question for Jeremy because Jeremy's a little bit confused. And then Brian gets to flex up and he gets to answer it, but it's not me being a control freak saying, no, I have to answer all the questions because I'm Mark Singh and I'm the coach. Having a strong frame is allowing others to have the frame and even following from behind, as I stated earlier, which is like a really deep Zen concept that happens when you have a strong frame. So I don't want you guys to think that you have to be stubborn, that you have to be this like controlling asshole. Instead, what I want you to think is the strongest frame is that which doesn't need to be the strongest frame and lets other people have the frame when necessary. But when first speaking to a woman and she flexes up on you, if you don't flip it on her, if you don't do things like agree and amplify, misinterpret, flip the tables, she's going to lose attraction for you. So in the very beginning, it is important that you win these frame control battles. And one of the strongest things I use is, is that what you do? 
Is that what you do? You sit down with strange men on the train and rip on them for their name? Frank, really? You're ripping on that name? What's your name? Are you insecure about your name? Is that why you do that? It's because, what, what's your name? Oh, your name's Angelina? I kind of get the feeling, now don't take this the wrong way, but I kind of get the feeling that you're insecure about your name, which is why you need to attack other people about their name. Listen, I can tell you, you're kind of getting fired up. Look at you, you're kind of getting fired up. Settle down. There you go. Settle down. Let's continue the conversation. Now, of course, guys, you can become an asshole with this. And that is why delivery is super important. You might have a little smirk on your face, kind of teasing them a little bit because they took a stab at you. You're taking a stab back, but you're doing it with fun. You're doing it kind of kindly, kind of like you would like a little girl. This shit works. It will get you laid. And if you guys are afraid to use it because I don't want to be confrontational, I don't want to rock the boat, I don't want to make people mad at me, then I suggest that you need to work on some of your inner belief systems, such as be agreeable, be Mr. Nice Guy, don't make people upset, which I know a ton of you guys are suffering from. If somebody stabs at you, man, you can stab them back, dude. In my opinion, that's the norm of reciprocity. I have no apologies for doing that. But listen, if a girl's going to be cool to me, I'm going to be cool to her. The second she tries to flex up in a negative way, trying to test me, I'm going to put her in her place. And I'm going to do it with no negativity. I'm going to do it almost with kindness, with fun, with teasing, and make her laugh in the process. Girls ask me all the time, they're like, how many numbers did you get? And I'm like, I got nine numbers tonight. One more and I would have had a full phone number. You see, it's kind of cheesy. It's kind of funny. Always makes them laugh but it's reframing on them. It's called agree and amplify. Amplifying what she says or even misinterpreting what she says, all of which I talk about in my three-month coaching program and my guys become assassins with doing this shit. And they all tell me to a man that frame control absolutely changed their life. Because when you understand how to control the frame, what frames are, how to reframe on people, agree and amplify, misinterpret, ignore, or reframe into a qualifying question, you have control in all conversations and therefore all conversations go how you want them to go. Whether it's a business negotiation or trying to seduce a woman, when you have control, quote unquote, and control really isn't the best term, but for lack of a better term, I have to use it. When you have that control, you will win and get what you want every single time. So gentlemen, use this. Once again, is that what you do? The next time a girl questions you, just be like, is that what you do? And then point out what she did. And then she's probably going to explain herself to you, which is exactly what you want. And lastly, I need you to remember, do not try to sell yourself to a woman. When she's like, why would you be good for me? I'd say the real question is, why would you be good for me? Or is that what you do? Within two minutes of meeting a guy, you ask that question, did you learn that from your little seduction books? Did they teach you that in that magazine, Cosmopolitan? That's what happened, right? Cosmopolitan, page 10, how to get a guy to sell himself to you. Ain't gonna happen. So anyway, check this out and then maybe I'll tell a story. Okay, so something like that, boys. Really think about that. Maybe listen to this again. Get yourself some ideas. Is that what you do? Fucking gangster. As a reminder, gentlemen, I am giving a free one-on-one -on -one breakthrough session with me personally. You and I will get on the Zoom call together get to see each other, get to talk about your issues, your problems. And don't be afraid, man. I'm a nice feller. Every single guy, when he gets on the call with me, he's like, man, you're hella down to earth. You're cool. You're chill. And yeah, man, we're just chilling. Just two friends talking. So if you want to get on the call with me, sign up on my website. This is, of course, 
under the premise that you are interested in joining my three-month coaching program. You're willing to invest about five to 10 hours a week of time for study, as well as NLP, as well as approaching and dating women, getting laid, and you are willing to invest in yourself monetarily. If that sounds like you, apply right away and you and I will get on that one-on-one call together. Gentlemen, please stay tuned for the next one and I will see you in the next episode. Ah!